is going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Vile Files. Ask Nick episode. I'm your host, Nick. I always like trying to do intros differently. Let me know if one sticks. <laughs> I'm glad the high didn't stick. The high made me so nervous. I know I've already said that, but it did. I don't care. What you think. <laughs> this is... My opinion in uh, producer Chrissy. <laughs> I do appreciate you, Chrissy. You I know you do. <laughs> I don't think you guys know. I mean, uh, Chrissy does as a producer. She does some great things for this show. She works <laughs> very, you. very hard. Thank you, so Nicholas. Thank you. Uh, welcome to another episode of uh, Ask Nick episode of the... What? Does that make any sense? <laughs> we got some great callers today. Um... So I'll let you guys listen yeah. to that. Don't forget to subscribe. If you're listening for the first time, subscribe. We'll, uh, we're bringing you great things. Don't forget to write us five stars. We could, I, always, I just want you to know that the Ask Nick listeners, you're our lifeblood. I feel like you're the important people. They are the, the important show. people. So why don't you go ahead and just give us five stars? Yeah. Um, that'd be nice. Anything else? We have a, a fun recap, Bachelor uh, recap uh, coming tomorrow. Uh, an amazing episode with um, Ryan Haddon. Ryan Haddon, uh, life coach, hypnotist, talking about the value of uh, having a healthy relationship with ourselves, something that we often dismiss or overlook. Um, the, so many of you who are wondering why you love so hard and don't feel yeah. like you're loved back, it's probably because your relationship with yourself is not where it needs to be so that you can properly love someone or have them love you the way you want to be loved. So check that out. It's awesome. <laughs> and and we uh, had a really good conversation. We did. It was really cool. If there's nothing else, let's just get to our callers. What's your time with me? Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. How's it going? Hi, good. How are you? I'm Barbara, 31 years old. Hi, Barbara. How can I help? <laughs> so um, I just was interested to see your take on this. Um, I I have my own opinions about it, um, but I'll give you some background. I have a uh, platonic male friendship with someone who I met about a little under two years ago, and in that two years, um, I met him because my neighbor was very casually dating him. And, um, and he and I, when, uh, when we met through her really hit it off as friends very quickly, he quickly became a part of my family and my daily life. Um, we, uh, my, my mom calls him her son. He comes to our Thanksgiving and our Christmas and whatnot. Um, throughout his, casual relationship with my neighbor there was a lot of drama that went on there because he wanted to date her more seriously and um she didn't really want that from him so they ended up having a really just a sexual relationship um then that kind of ended during quarantine when she was just kind of afraid that he would want to be at her house all the time throughout quarantine so uh she broke things off with him and he started dating another one of our friend our mutual friends and um obviously had a sexual relationship with her and everything. It's a small town that we live in. So I also happen to know another one of his exes. Um, and I knew her before I knew him. 
So already I know three of his exes and have heard about his sexual life and his love life with them. Um, you know, not super detailed stuff, but enough to kind of, you know, it's there. I know, I know his, you know, his habits and his, um, and his preferences, things like that. Um, he, uh, he recently broke up with his most current. (laughs) Uh, well, the feedback is all very good stuff. Um, he's got a good reputation um, he also tells me himself about his sex life and things like that because we are very close and open with one another. So is that he has a good but, dick mic? What's that? Yeah. Say that again? He has a good dick mic. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Is that what it's called? <laughs> I don't know uh, what a dick mic is. Let me tell you about my dick and how I use it. Oh, got it. Uh, anyways, gotcha. go ahead. So, um, so sh- he, he recently broke up with his most current girlfriend, um, and I'm getting very strong vibes and signals from him at this point that he is interested in me as more than a friend. And I mean, there's a lot of people reasons. have sex with in <laughs> small town. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're lovely. Exactly. I there's... don't think it, I mean, you know. <laughs> Thank you. There's a small pool and I get that. Um, I've never dated within my town, uh, probably because of this reason, because there's a lot of, you know, reuse and recycling going on there. Um, so uh, anyway, I, um, I'm i getting the signals. I'm pretty much just a, doing a really good job of ignoring them and shooting them down. And, um, and uh, you know, part of me is like, I don't, I don't really know what I'm thinking. Am I not thinking accurately here? Because um, there's a lot of reasons why he and I would be really good together. Um, and I can't ignore that necessarily. However, there's this glaring thing in my mind that I don't know that I would be able to get over the fact that I know his past lovers. And um, it wouldn't be something that I'm experiencing with him for the first time without any preconceived notions, if that makes sense. So, but, but so if like, he and I were to... Do you, yeah. Do you want to date him? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, that's something I'm still trying to figure out. But minus because, all like the things that you can list of why you might not want to, you know, like you're like, oh, this is my friend. Have you just been waiting for him to like you? Oh, no. I actually ended up, um, you know, it, it wasn't something that I ever thought was an option for us to date uh, because he was pretty like invested in this other girl when we met. Um but, he and I so, just but that, when you, when you say that, when you say that, you're implying that the reason why you didn't go there is because he wasn't available, but you would if he was. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, that's a huge reason why I've never let myself go there is because he has always been in some way unavailable. So whether it's he's still thinking about this so other girl he, so, or he's so then he never was, with another one. Yeah. So he never was really just a friend. He was always a guy that you would have been inv- available. You would have been into if he was available. Yeah, I guess you're right. So, um, so when I first met him, I did have thoughts of, yeah, I would date him for sure if he was not emotionally unavailable because he's hung up on another girl. Well, and your question is like, can you get over it or what? My question is, should I just give in and date him and uh, get over myself and my uh, kind of worries? What are your worries? Or, um, I don't like the word, I don't like the word phrase, give in, give in implies that, um, you should, if you want to date him, then you should choose to date him, not submit to dating him. 
it's a subtlety, yeah. but I think that mindset um, will serve you in the long run. That mm-hmm. being said, what are your fears? So um, the two fears I have are the uh, physical aspects. So I know I get along with him well, personality and connection wise and all that stuff. Um, the physical, I don't know that I could get past the idea that I know, you know, his past relationships. That's not um, really a fear as much as it is like a hurdle, a mental hurdle it, for you. Like a, a fear would a be, mental... I mean, I guess it's a fear if you're just like, I'll freak out and but like you're you're aware of this, like you you know what he did, mm-hmm. and it's, it's an insecurity of mine to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I get that, but mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, fear. Sure. So, so can I get over that insecurity? I think it would take a long time. I think it would be difficult. I think it would be a huge challenge. What's what are you insecure? Him. What makes you feel insecure that he did, or are you intimidated by some of his other partners? Yeah, definitely intimidated by his other partners. I'm. I, I don't like the fact that. Um, that I know too much already about his sex life and that, and that wouldn't be something that I get to explore with him. That'd be something I just already know about, which is weird to me. Yeah. Um, I mean that again, I don't, I'm not telling you how to see sex and you know, if you're more conservative about sex or not, you know, that's for you to decide personally. I find that some of those things are just kind of self-limiting beliefs you know, you can choose to get over anything if you really want to. Um, yeah. You can so that's what let I something bother you. Should I just choose? Well, that's up to you. I'm not telling you what you should yeah. do. I think it's possible for anyone if they want to. You know, we... So... Go ahead. So, Nick, the bigger the bigger problem here, though, aside from the sex, I know that's a big issue. Like, I would be really, really self-conscious and nervous about all that. But the bigger issue is he has just not spent very much time alone and by himself. And um, he's kind of jumped from relationship to relationship the entire time I've known him, which has put him in this sort of unavailable state. I get what and you're saying. Just, well, that was kind of yeah, my like, question. So I'm here that he's emotionally unavailable, you know? Sure. I you know, I don't know. Um, so <laughs> you don't, he, when you say like, you think he's available to you, he hasn't come to you and said, I want to be with you. No. So, um, so he's really just making subtle remarks and kind of hints and, um, I'm just very awkwardly kind of pushing them to the side. <laughs> it's a little bit immature. All right, going well, on yeah, right now. exactly. We right. Had a discussion. So here's what you should yeah. do. It's real simple, right? Don't do anything right now. Don't okay. play the game. Your friends kind of not really, but act as if you are friends don't acknowledge, don't respond to subtle, indirect, passive-aggressive attempts at getting you to notice his attempts at liking him. You know, your friends, okay. right? Because Wait like a for friend, him to actually just say it? If he, it, yeah, if he wants to go and take a risk and on a limb and as an adult communicate to his friend that, you know what, friend, turns out I, wanna, I want more of this friendship and I want to be in a romantic relationship. Make him make that gesture. Um, okay. Right? So that's step one. If he does do that, then your very first question will be, why? Why now? Mm-hmm. Why not before? What was stopping you before? Like, you know, listen to his answers uh-huh. too. He'll have an answer. 
Now, is his answer something he comes up with on the fly that kind of sounds like he's making it up as he go? Something along the lines of like, well, I didn't really realize and I was going through this shit or whatever. I don't know what the right answer is, but what it should in, in your heart and in your gut, it should feel authentic. And sometimes the most yeah. authentic and honest answer might be something that like stings you. I don't know. Maybe it's, um, I don't know what his answer could be, but uh, you're afraid that you're like, not, yeah, you're afraid, <laughs> you know, it's like, you, you know, your, your gut's telling you that you're just the next person on the block. He's run out of people to date in his community. And it's like, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to mm-hmm. be alone. You feel like you're, you're a choice between being alone and having somebody. That's what your gut's yeah, telling you. That is my fear. You got it. Okay. All right. That's my well, your gut's probably right. Yeah, yeah, your gut's probably right. Uh, you know this guy. You've seen a pattern, and now you're you've also liked him. So now you're trying to convince your gut that it's wrong, and it's probably not. In the meantime, now you're still reaching. He hasn't even told you he likes him. He likes you. So like, let him do that, and let him really see. And if you're strong enough, maybe just tell him how you feel. Now, don't expect him to go, you're right, I should. Um, yeah. I mean, it's going to take a... I, I think in this case, not that you want to play games, but you should... Until your gut feels differently, I don't think you should date him. You know? Okay. If something in your gut says, this doesn't feel right, I feel like... And that might be real or not, but your, you know, your gut should be like, I feel secure about this. I really feel like he really is going out of his way and he's really shown me even after disappointment, even after some subtle rejection of like, I don't know if you are ready. I feel like I'm next. And he doesn't just move on or like, if he really wants to be with you, he should put that in the time and investment to show you that he does, you know, and and maybe that's after you, he takes some time for himself, but you know, Stitch Fix with Stitch Fix, personal styling company that brings you the world of fashion and style. It is a completely different and fun way to find clothes that you will love. That's all about you. Every time fashion changes, true style doesn't. So even your timeless look can use a pick me up every once in a while. Get help from someone who gets what you're going for. Without even leaving home with Stitch yeah. Fix styling expert. You know, I'm a hot mess and sometimes my Stitch Fix people let me know. <laughs> it's like having your own personal stylist. You just go online and you tell them exactly what you want and then magically a little box shows up and mm. the box is everything you need. Wouldn't you love if every clothing store you stopped at already understood your loves, hates, and total no-go zones? Oh, God, I wish. Well, it's, your wish can come true. There are is a company focused on making that happen. Stitch Fix. That's right. Stitch Fix does the hard work for you, making great style effortless for everybody, including women, men, and kids. Get those kiddos looking fancy. I'm wearing my Stitch Fix. Have that like super stylish family. You know, the family that takes walks and you're like, God, I want to be that family. You can do it. Stitch Fix helps you be that family. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash V-I-A-L-L and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Stitchfix.com slash V-I-A-L-L for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Stitchfix.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Do you know what's in your multivitamin? I do because I use Ritual and I read the label and it's Mm. all right there. Know what you're putting in your body. I know because I use Ritual. 
Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly formula is made with key nutrients and forms your body can actually use. No shady extras. Sugar, GMOs, synthetic fillers, artificial colorants, not to mention animal byproducts like sheep's wool and lentil Ooh, from no, hooves. Gelatin from hooves. Ugh. Are ingredients you might find in multivitamins. No. I am not okay with having okay. gelatin in my vitamins. No, we don't want any of that. And if no. you don't want that, get Ritual, people, because it's clean, vegan-friendly formula is made with key nutrients and forms your body can actually use. I love no Ritual. No shady extras. Ritual is formulated with key nutrients, including vitamin D3, to help fill gaps in your diet. Their fresh-tasting, delayed-release capsules are designed to dissolve later in less sensitive areas yes. of your stomach. It's got a minty, minty so you fresh can taste. take them with or without food. Your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping always, so you can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. Risk-free, baby. We like that. Yeah. You deserve to know what's in your multivitamins. That's why Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months Visit ritual.com slash V-I-A-L to start your ritual today. Yeah, I was also kind of thinking, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to like, you know, ever do anything that would really be, you know, sort of playing a game or having him have to prove himself to me, which like he, you know, at this point, I'm just kind of like, you are my friend and you will be my lifelong friend. Nothing you can do is going to push you out of my wait, wait, life. Wait, you want to say what? Say that again? You, you at this point at this point i've uh i've you know been pretty honest with him about the fact that like he is my friend well yeah but yeah, that's not true friend. now you're telling him a lie and oh boy <laughs> i don't agree that, with that sounds great but no well if he's not your guy your guy whoever he might be down the road i guarantee you like the fact that this is this has never been a friend this is some guy as you just admitted Someone that you've accepted as a friend because he wasn't available. He was too busy fucking your neighbors. And you're like, all right, fine. I'll be your friend. And you may have developed a friendship and you may have hung out and you've been friends and fine. He got to know your mom and and great. But like that, you, you say that now because there's no other person in the picture. So stop telling him things that like, why, why are you giving him this guarantee? That's a not true and a false sense of security. You're going to meet some other guy if it's not him. You're going to fall in love with him. And A, you probably won't even want to be friends with this guy because, like, you just don't have the capacity. Uh, You're too busy. And if you do still want to be your friend with the guy, chances are your husband, after doing some digging, is going to be like, why is this guy so important to have in your life? Like, again, it will probably most likely naturally run its course like a cold. Okay, so so you don't think that you can have lifelong platonic friendships? Sure, but that's not what this is. This is a guy that you would have rather been fucking instead of his neighbor. And you couldn't. Oh, that's not necessarily true. But it's also kind of true. You just said it. You said yeah, I guess moments I ago. Open to dating him. That's what I said. So I would have been open to dating him and exploring that. I don't know that I would have, you know, fully committed to him. But you're making it. You're making excuses. I mean, I'm just simply saying. Yes. Is it possible? Yes. Anything in this world is possible. However, unlikely. And what I'm saying is, the chances are. That if you meet and fall in love with another guy that's not this guy, you most likely will just get over it. You won't, like, it will just run its course. You'll fade away as friendships sometimes do. 
I also, more importantly, stop just saying these things to him. Like, I'll always be your friend. People should just stop saying that to each other in general because like sometimes things run its course. Relationships of all kinds come and go. You know, I'll always be your friend until, you know, just stop making empty promises that you can't, you can't tell the future, especially with someone right now that, you know, you don't even want a friendship with. You, what you really want, and you've said this, and that's okay to admit, is you want him to pursue you and you want your gut to trust him. That's okay, your perfect back scenario. Up. Back up, back up, back up. Now I think you're misunderstanding me. So, um, so I am 100% happy being his friend and I am happy committing to being his friend for life. The framework of that friendship may change. It may ebb and flow here and there. The idea of us spending a lot of time together may ebb and flow depending on who either of us are in relationships with. That being said, he is a lifelong dear friend of mine. And I know that um, because we have made that commitment to each other that we will always be there for each other in which capacity we don't always know. But we will always be there as someone. What do you mean you made a commitment? Can. Like you guys had a ceremony? <laughs> no, I'd say we just in in conversation, we have decided that we will always be there. I understand that. As a but platonic friend. I'm being hard on you. But do you appreciate the potential immaturity of that like conversation you guys had? This kind I see of. What you're- like, I see what you're getting like, at. You know, I like, just don't necessarily agree that it's like one day he may just pop out of my life forever. No, I've made a conscious decision to make him a part of my life forever. And he's a part of my family forever. What you need to understand, Nick, is that he doesn't actually have a family of his own. So he has essentially, in. I mean, maybe you can call it ceremonial. During Christmas last year, he was essentially adopted into our family as a part of it. Okay. And we have, you know, kind but of made now a commitment it's... to him that he will always be a we will always be there for him as a support system for him. So no, that's not something that I could just, you know, toss to the side here and there whenever I have a boyfriend. Well, then my advice to you is like, this all sounds great in theory, right? But you are human. He's human. And as you've kind of alluded to, there's potential feelings and things like that. So my advice to you, if you have to decide what you value the most in this particular relationship, and if there's extraordinary, extraordinary circumstances where you guys have brought him into this family because he doesn't have one of his own and you want to you value that and you do want to make sure that no matter what happens you want to maintain that well i can like a romantic relationship with this guy does potentially risk that you know what i'm saying yeah, like, i agree so then and you have to, a huge struggle there okay so and then a potential relationship with someone up. else could risk that right so what mm-hmm. i'm saying if if you really want to then value if what you're saying is what do i value the most in this moment and that is this promise we met, kept to each other of this friendship regardless of what her he suggests that maybe he's then you you, you nip it in the bud now you're you make sure it is platonic it will always be platonic so that in the future that none of that happens. He could meet someone else. You could meet someone else. And that's what it always is. But like right now you're, you're flirting with danger by going into the gray and considering, you know, these possibilities of him liking you and what should you do and trusting your gut. Like you're really trying to have your cake and eat it too. And I just don't think the world works that way. And I think you just have to really hold yourself accountable to like what you really want and what you prioritize. And okay, if you want to, if, if you want to risk the friendship, Go for it. Go nuts. Shoot your shot. Who knows how it's going to work out? You guys could live happily ever after, have a loving family. 
but it might not work out. And if it doesn't work out, then you have to be realistic about the promises you guys made to each other now and knowing that those promises might someday be broken. And if you're talking about a guy you meet in the future, again, like everyone you bring into your life has a right to feel a certain way about your past relationships and you can decide how mature or mature they're not. But like if, you know, let's say this is a situation where you two like never fully dated, you didn't have a romantic relationship and this guy comes in and he senses like, you know, this guy is just like, well, I don't know, you guys are super weird together. I don't trust him around you. It seems like he, you guys feel like you have the sexual tension. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like people are intuitive. Those are another case. The new guy probably isn't right for me. I'm just going to say that, like, I wouldn't expect any guy that I'm dating to say, like, I don't like your friendship over here, whether it's with a girl or a guy. I don't so think you're saying right. I had those friendships before before a boyfriend comes in, you know, so. All right. I, I, I think you're being a uh, you know, listen. I, I don't know if if I met a girl. And I'm not a jealous guy at all. And I met a girl and I met her friends and Eric, I want you to meet my friend Eric. And I got to know Eric and it just felt like. I was like, cool. And then, but like six months in, something seemed off. And I kind of started asking some questions and, and I, you, and, and she started talking and like, you're talking about like, well, you know, he kind of was pursuing me and, and we didn't. And I thought about wanting to date him and all these scenarios. And it just seemed clear to me that it wasn't just a platonic friendship, that there's a desire to have a romantic relationship, I would start feeling uncomfortable with like you guys like having dinner or, you know, like it wouldn't be just friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't think that would make me crazy or jealous to have those insecurities by like realizing that I don't feel like my girlfriend or wife and her male friend are being honest with themselves about the relationship, right? Because like, if I'm dating someone, I need to know that they're being honest with themselves about their situations they're putting themselves in so that I can trust them. It always bugs me when I date someone or, and, and they're like, and they're telling me their truth, but I'm like, you're not honest with yourself about what this is. You're like, you're lying to yourself. So that, like, therefore you're lying to me, even though you think you're telling me the truth. And I think you're struggling with this dynamic because right now you haven't really decided what you want this guy to be. Do you want him to be your partner romantically or is he just going to be a friend and and that's human that's fine but you're struggling with that and i think my you need to just decide that and you really you know and and that's fine whatever you decide there's no wrong answer if you want to go for it romantically i think it's unfair to this future person to say well then he's not going to be my person because like he has a right to yeah. you know i don't know it, no, it, it's just I, a little muddier you. than you want to believe it is yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. And I think like at the point where we did have a talk and decide that we want to pursue a relationship together, that's the point at which we would have to have a very serious talk about, okay, well, what does that mean for our future as friends then or as, you know, family members, you know, what would that look like if, you know, things don't really work out between us? So I think that's the point where we would have to reevaluate is this a lifelong thing? Do like do we, you know, value our lifelong friendship over the potential romantic relationship or what? At this point, you're right. I don't really know. I'm trying to sort out what I want, I guess, um, with him. So, uh, but I do like the idea of um, kind of waiting and, and kind of making him just say it instead of having him hint and me taking that bait. Um, I don't really, I, yeah, I like the idea of him being direct, which I think eventually he would be. Um, I think okay. he's just trying to get a good grasp on how where, where I'm at. Um, okay. I mean, listen, I think that you like this guy and that's okay. And you would, in your perfect world, 
He goes out of his way to pursue you and makes you feel secure and loved so that you can trust him and that you will get over knowing about a sexual uh, past and you guys have this wonderful life together. That's your dream and that's okay and that's great and I'm rooting for your dream. I'm just saying that being realistic, if you pursue that dream and that's totally fine, you might be sacrificing this promise you made to each other about no matter what, you guys will be friends and you're and yeah. And I, I'm just being realistic that like if it doesn't work out this way and you find a new dream man, most likely it'll just work itself out. But you're, you know, I, I don't make promises you can't keep. And I don't think you're ready to keep this promise because you're still interested in pursuing him romantically, knowing it might not work out. Hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think, um, I think the, the, big issue here is that I was not undecided on this when he was still with somebody now that he's single it's confusing for me and like you said yeah that's because maybe that's always been in the back of my mind um you know what options are there if he's single um however I've never expected him to um to be available to me I've never expected that that would be and that's the honest truth and I think you just need to start being more honest with yourself about the situation you're trying to convince yourself that everything's going to be okay and you're trying to like talk yourself through it and life's full of choices and some things work out and there's risks involved and that's all I'm saying and I just think it's silly when people say to each other, well, we know no matter what, this is never going to like end and like that's just not realistic and then you start giving yourself, you know, false promises and I think my my advice still stands. See, go for it. This is what you want. See if he does it, and and see if he can and trust you. And then if not, you know, move on. And there's a good chance the relationship will work. You know, run its course. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Let me know in a year. <laughs> right. I will. Okay. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's your name? My name is Betty. Hi, Betty. Um, How old are you? I am 22 years old. Awesome. Um, I'm dating a guy that I've been dating for a year. And we began our relationship really strong. We fell really, really hard for each other. We talk about marriage and kids and starting our lives together all the time. And I really do love this person. But the only issue that I have is his relationship with his best friend. His best friend's a girl, and he warned he warned me about her on our first date, and so did a lot of outside sources. Um, he told me there was nothing to worry about and that he doesn't want a relationship with her romantically. Um, but as the year has gone by, I've kind of uncovered more about the story and that they've had uh, sex with each other in the past and that he was pretty much in love with her. But they're really, really close, and they still talk often, and I know that he cares for her. I just don't know if um, I should believe what he says when he says to trust him and that he's only wanting me or if I will get hurt in the end. How, how old is he? He's 24. I don't know. Maybe. You might. I mean, I can't give you a guarantee. You know? Uh, yeah. What, just to recap, it sounds like he's lied to you, Yeah. I think he um, he kind of tried to cover up um, some of the truth so that that's, he wouldn't hurt my feelings. That's called a lie. <laughs> I know. It's hard to admit that the person we love lied to us, and then we have a way of trying to justify by saying he was protecting me. 
Yeah. But that is called a lie. Um, and while hard to admit to yourselves, that, that you need to get better at that and stop making excuses, even if you love them. Yeah. Um, and that's why, because that's why it becomes confusing to you. Because instead of just admitting to you what it is, a lie, and you know, we can get over lies sometimes, you're confusing yourself because you won't admit to yourself that it's a lie and you make excuses for his lie and then start wondering why you feel the way you do, which is insecure and afraid that you're eventually going to get hurt. Yeah. Um, and uh, so when you say he warned you about this girl off the bat. Yeah. And the warning was, what do you mean like a warning? Was it like, hey, heads up, I have this like girlfriend and I know like most people think that's weird, but you have nothing to worry about? Or was it like a warning like, she's crazy. Are you friends with this girl? Um, I've bec I've tried my best to be really open to the idea of him having a really close female best friend. As, well, it was, it was my best friend that actually warned me about her. And then he said something on our first date, like... um just a heads up, I have a female best friend and, you know, it's ruined a lot of relationships that we've had in the past. Okay. Yeah. Listen, um, and, and you've, you've tried to be friends with this girl or you haven't, yeah. you haven't, yes, and, have. and you yeah. are friends or it just doesn't work. Yes. I, I, I am trying to be friends with her and, and I am friends with her. Yeah. But it just feels forced and unnatural. Like it's a means to an end. I just feel like there is some feelings between them who, in your gut if there are feelings who do you think wants who more um i think i i i try i try to believe what he says when he says he wants to only be with me but you but think sometimes he really wants to be with her and she just is unwilling to do that I feel like at some point um, in the future, she's going to wake up and realize that she has this amazing guy that she just didn't realize she had and would want to be with him. And then he would just choose her. Yeah. Well, um, how long have you been with him? Just over a year. And this has been going on the whole time? Yeah. So I think that's more than anything because i can't tell you what's going to happen right i yeah. think your feelings and fears are, are justified whether yeah. whether they're actually realized at any point I, I don't know you know he could be telling you the truth he may not even know the truth right yeah and i think yeah. that's your fear it's just like yeah he's telling me the truth but he doesn't he's assumed that she'll never come around and or who knows right yeah. um the big question is, is like, what need does she fill as a friend? You know, as, as like, people can be friends with the opposite sex. I have platonic girlfriends. I've have, I have platonic girlfriends that I've had sex with and it just turned platonic. So like, I'm not, I can't tell you that's not possible, yeah. but it's never those even, but those always kind of fade, you know, and it was always platonic, but they just, we date. And then eventually like part of the reason it happens, cause like, you know, we, we hooked up, had sex and then realized, well, okay, we're not going to date. And then we had some time apart, but we still like liked each other as people. And we had a good time. It was like, well, if you're not doing anything, let's just hang out, but we're going to respect the boundaries and we're not going to go there because we recognize, but we'll just be friends. We're also yeah. like super fucking single at the time. So it was like, well, sure. And even though when we start dating other people, you're like, oh, I have this friend, you have nothing to worry about. And it's cool. And they don't, but eventually you just kind of lose touch and i'm still friends with these women but i don't hang out with them as much they're not my best friends you know what i'm saying they're not my ride or dies they're like yeah. people who like 
you know, I'll be like, oh my God, how are you doing? And like, and maybe we'll catch up for coffee, but like it's, you catch up because like natural, you know, but this guy, he's, he's defiantly like making sure, you know, they're best friends. And yeah, what is she, what is he, what is she fulfilling in his life that you can't fulfill, you know, or his other friends? And I think it's a fair question for someone who he has been romantic with, you know, um, and the fact that you still feel this way for a year, you know, it hasn't gone away. It wasn't just like you, if it's an insecurity that you're like, oh, maybe I'm just being crazy or whatever. Like you would, it would kind of figure itself out. You know, you would become mm-hmm. friends with her and be like, you know what, girl, I used to be intimidated about that relationship, but now I'm not. Or, and you still are for some reason. And I don't know what that reason is, but I think it's something you shouldn't maybe ignore. You're not crazy. Yeah. I don't know how you should handle it. I mean, the easiest way to handle it is to say to him, listen, this is how I feel. I can't keep feeling this way. I don't want to make you have to choose, but I don't like how I feel. And I'm not crazy. And I don't want to be made to feel crazy because you have chosen to have this. And the proof's in the pudding, buddy. You've already said to me, this has affected a lot of your other romantic relationships. Well, okay. Well, that means you're like, you're just one of many women in his life who have been like, this is fucked up. I don't know why it's fucked up, but it's fucked up. And like, you know, and he's stubbornly choosing to like, you know, pick her over everyone else. Yeah. And you should want to be with someone who picks you first. And you feel like you will always be second to her. Yeah, that's my biggest insecurity for sure. So, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I feel like you should do something. I, I don't think you should keep doing what you're doing, hoping things will just change magically or you'll feel less in, insecure. Yeah. Like you're going to have to shake it up. You're going to probably have to just face it and just say, I just don't want to. I don't, you know, if I had to guess what you probably should do, it's just you just say, listen, this is how I feel. And so I'm going to leave. And you kind of break up with them. You don't say, and that's probably better than saying, I need you to stop being friends with her because then you're making him choose. You should just decide to leave Yeah. because you respect the friendship that he has with her. It just doesn't make you happy. And you don't want to mm-hmm. be the jealous girlfriend or possessive girlfriend. And you don't want to tell him who he should or shouldn't be friends with. But you just know that you don't want to be with someone where you constantly feel second or you feel insecure and just calmly let him know that and leave and then see if he makes choices that you can, you know, live with. And I right. think it's all you really can do, but you have to kind of do, you know, don't do it in a gamey way, do it sincere and you will be sad because you don't want this, right? You will be heartbroken and you're mm-hmm. just going to have to get through it. But as you know, it's been a whole year. So nothing's going to magically change unless you do something about it. And clearly he is going to continue to try to date women like yourself and have Mm -hmm. this other friend. And he's either too immature or too stupid to realize that he's hurting people. He says he loves the most, or he's just too stubborn to admit that maybe he just wants to be with her and he's projecting that on and you're sensing that. And that's, what's bothering you. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you got to, you just got to do something. My my advice to you is do something. Yeah. You know, don't just hope that it changes. And as I've said in other episodes, you can still care about him. You can love him. You can wish him the best, but, um, 
he might need a kick in the pants to grow up a little bit. Yeah, that's true. All right. Yeah. All right. Take care. Take care, Nick. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. What's your name? My name is Callie. Hi, Callie. What, how I'm, old are you? <laughs> I'm 37. Great. How can I help? Um, well, I'll give you some of the backstory. It's kind of a long story. Um, I started dating a coworker at my job uh, several years ago, probably five years ago. He turned out to be uh, a narcissist, emotionally abusive, liar, manipulator, gaslighter. He just ticked off all the narcissist boxes. Okay. Um, it all culminated when I found out that he had gotten married to another girl in another country while we were dating and then just came back here and yeah started or kept dating me like nothing had happened so at that point I was finally able to cut ties with the relationship Um, but it did a lot of damage to me and I continued to have to see him at work because he was my coworker. so it was really hard and I think that that was the reason that I really just couldn't get over it. I couldn't heal from the trauma for a really long time. So six months ago, I found another job and I started my new job in another town. It's just a neighboring town. And it's been really great. I finally feel like I'm ready to dig in and do the work and heal the damage that this caused. I started therapy just two weeks ago. But um, last week I found out that he got a job at my new job and he's starting in two and a half weeks in my department, in my same group. And what an opportunity I just for I... you. This is a great thing. <laughs> is it? Yeah. I mean, it's up to you, really. I mean, I, I'm making light of it, uh, but it can be. It definitely can be a great thing, you know? I mean, it's scary or whatever. Uh, you need to see like maybe in therapy and you'll, you'll see this, but like you're, it seems so obvious because you can say these things out loud, but for whatever reason, uh, you must feel like you are something you did wrong caused him to do what he did. And if he is in fact a narcissist and if he is in fact all these terrible things, then you already know, you don't need to need me to say it, that you had nothing to do with this. This is who he is. Like if, you know, if a sociopath is a murderer, like you didn't do something special for him to want to murder you. Like, you know, he's a sick in the head or she's sick in the head or, you know, whatever. Most people, it's mostly white dudes. Who are <laughs> serial killers, Those but sociopaths. Um, but there's something about your ego. Your insecurity feels like, what did you do wrong? Or why, why, why did he like me? And you feel like makes you feel that way. But in reality, you know these things. And so, like, you got to get to a place where we've all been there. Not all, you know, we date someone, we love them, we're obsessed with them. And then we're like, why did I ever like this person? And you just got to get to that place. And once you get to that place, it doesn't matter if he's with you. I mean, if this guy is so manipulative and narcissistic that most, he, he's going to want drama, and that's going to be annoying to you. Uh, do, do the, where you work, do they know about this situation? Um, my, my boss does not know i have a couple of coworkers who know so who ma- he is yeah you should probably tell your boss it. and just say hey listen here here's the situation is he going to be a superior of yours or are you going to be working under him 
he is going to be a superior <gasps> of mine. Okay, that's it. yeah. You should let your <laughs> listen. There's like no. from a from a work standpoint, you should just let your boss know of this situation. It makes you uncomfortable. And that's not much, that's something like, uh, that might just be an unfortunate situation from a professional standpoint that like, you know, if he, if, if for them, your employer, this is some big hire they're excited about and maybe he's just really good at his job. I mean, like a lot of CEOs are narcissistic sociopaths and think they're <laughs> fucking good at what they do, but they might be bad humans. So they might be excited about hiring this guy for what they, you know, th their bottom line. And that just might suck for you. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, they may decide, but Maybe not. I don't know. But what you don't want is a bunch of, especially because other, some people know and everyone talks. So just be like at this point, be it, you know, go to your boss, let them know. You don't know how they're going to handle it. I don't, I don't know, but other people know, and they're going to be talking about it. So just get ahead of it and to say, I do feel uncomfortable. This is what happened. Is there any way we can you know, can you, is there another division or department you can work in? Is this, how big is this company? You know, it's a pretty big company. I have a really, uh, the other thing is, is my job is pretty specialized. So it's, okay. it's not really easy to find jobs in the area. I'm a scientist. I work for a gene therapy company, so it's really specialized. Awesome. And so, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I think that there are are possibly other opportunities in the company, but at the same time, I feel like I really like where I'm at. I love my boss. I you have a good relationship with your boss? to work for her. I do. We were, we've known each other for Best, several years. Okay, there you go. That's a win for you. So just sit her down and be like, this is weird. I just need to tell you, I heard so-and-so is coming here. We have a history. This is what happened. I'm not telling you what to do. I just need you to know my point of view just because I don't feel super comfortable. I will be professional. I will try to work through it. But if I f seem awkward or uncomfortable, this is why I want you to understand where I'm coming from. Right. And then, you know, she'll hopefully want to be an ally to you. Maybe it will make her reevaluate, you know, like, I don't know if I were hiring someone and hire them, I wouldn't want someone who working for me who is capable of having another family in Europe. But that's for your boss right. to decide. <laughs> is your boss going to yeah. be his boss? Yes. Okay, great. That's a win. So she can decide to rescind the offer. Right. I doubt that will happen. But Why? Why? It's possible. Why? Um, I It was kind of a hard position to hire for. So I've heard they didn't have a lot of options. When did you find out about this? Um, Five days ago. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, it's kind of fresh. It's <laughs> I'm sorry. This is not, there's no, you know, I, you know, who knows how this is going to play out for you. This sucks. Yeah. But I think your best option, and I say this knowing that other people already know at work. So don't control your narrative at this point. That's don't other, really good advice. Don't let other people <laughs> tell your story because God okay. only knows what I've they're been, going to say. Right. And there, I know people are already talking about it. Yeah. And so, I've been going back and forth of whether to tell my boss because I don't want to seem like I'm starting drama. This is or not being, drama. This is like, it just happened you know, professional. to you. This, this happened to you. You're trying to be yeah. professional. And you're not saying, you're just saying, I just need to let you know because I know other people know uh, I'm committed to this job. I'm committed to being professional. I just need to know that like this, like my, my personal life is coming into my professional life and I just need you to understand where I'm coming from. Um, 
I felt a little uncomfortable with this person. I will do my best to be professional, but uh, I am only human. So if I am a little awkward or insecure I or, or whatever, this is why. And see what she says. I mean, that's all you okay. can really do. And I and I don't know if that's, I don't know your boss or how well she's going to handle or what she's going to do. You say you have a good relationship. That's a, it's, that's, that's a win. Um, right. She's awesome. So hopefully she'll react well. And then I, I'm also wondering on kind of like a personal level, like for my own mental health, like seeing him at work again, I feel like is just going to put me back. Well, back to that, my original point in terms of him is that you just got to get to a place where you got to look at him and go, what was I thinking? And you were thinking right. that because you didn't know. But now that you know the truth, you know, like, I don't know. I'm trying to give a good analogy here, but like some food you really, you know, you think is really good. And then you realize you're like fucking allergic to it or like, ew, I hate mayonnaise. And you're like, you've taken a bite and you're like, you know, that has mayonnaise in it. And you're like, what the fuck? I hate this thing. <laughs> and you have no problem not eating it anymore because like it has things in it you don't fucking like. And you just move right. on. You just got to see it for what it is. And right now, like you kind of see it for what it is, but like something inside you is, you know, like is making you feel powerless to this person and you got to like see, really see him as the narcissistic now you're saying it you're like you've been told well he must be because he did these things and etc cetera, etc cetera. but you really have to see it you have to look at him and go ew you know what i'm saying you have to see in the same way same way your other <laughs> friends see that and i know that's harder but you can get there right and just accept the fact that this guy hurt you because he lied to you and, and was misleading to you. And if you knew the truth, you never would have gone down that path. And so don't judge yourself for it and don't feel like uh, you did anything wrong. Like you weren't a, you weren't special. And I mean, in a good way or like you didn't attract him. He just chose like you were just unlucky. It's just dumb luck that he picked you to be in uh, this person too. So. Right. And you just got to try to remove yourself emotionally from that and just see it again. Just like look at him and go, that's, that's just gross. That's gross. I wouldn't want to be like, that's not someone who I would be attracted to. I'm so glad I know this now. Right. And you look at him and just want to vomit because, he's, <laughs> you know, and so you just kind of, and you can get there. We like, I, I mean, I don't think of that way of my exes, but I definitely look at them and I don't like miss them or love them. I, I'm indifferent and I've moved on. I respect them. You don't have to respect him, but you can get there. You know, you can move on. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank well, you best so of much. luck. You can do it. Thank you. All right. Take care. <laughs> you too. Bye. Right, bye. Bye. How's it going? Hey, I'm Anna. I'm 26. Hi, Anna. 26. How can I help? So, I guess just to start off, um, I've been dating my boyfriend for six years. Um, since college and um, I'm currently in graduate school not in America and since the beginning of COVID um, I haven't been able to see my boyfriend so it's been like um, it's been since February now um, so a long time and um, before that I mean we were doing long distance but we were able to visit each other and we had some plans and like an end date in sight and now um, pretty much nothing. And so I, I guess my question is, I don't want to just be on hold because I can't, it's really driving me crazy. 
and I don't know when I'm going to see him. And yeah, so that's, I, I guess my question is, am I being stupid? I don't know. Being stupid for attempting to try to make this relationship work while you, there's no plan to see him at all. And it's been what, six months with no, are you stupid? Um. <laughs> I can't basically, I mean, it's just like, you know, you say you can do it, but it's not. So what does your relationship easy. consist of now? So we talk on the phone. We say good morning and good night every day. Um, FaceTime when we can, that sort of thing. Here's He's really kind of, sweet. He'll like send me presents, you know. Um, and and you're, you're, how long is this going to end? How long is this going to go on for? School. I don't know. I mean, it might. Um, I have another year and a half of school. Okay, you have another. And then you'll move back. But for the foreseeable future, it's you're not going to see him much at all for the next year and a half. And then maybe if there's a vaccine and, and the pandemic subsides, that might slightly increase uh, you guys' ability to see each other, but it's not going to be all that much. So, like, best case scenario, you see each other four times the next year and a half? Something like that? Yeah. You know, and we assumed it's okay because we're probably going to get married, you know? But then I'm finding, like, it's a big sacrifice. It's like, I'm really lonely. <laughs> yeah, and you've you've decided you're probably going to get married. I mean, or, so let me ask you this, other than missing him and being lonely, are you second guessing your feelings and thoughts towards a relationship? And you feel bad about that because you've already decided <clears throat> you're going to marry him or is it just simply you're bored? I think it's that I want to move forward I think in the past six months, I've had to change a lot. It's a lot of adversity, you know, and I want to move forward. And I don't know how to figure this, these sorts of things out. Like, I don't know how to figure out if we're going to move forward together when we're not in the same place. And, and then you factor in like, like, I'm like, I, I feel weird saying it out loud, but like, I miss like real intimacy. Like I want to be touched, you know, same girl. (laughs) Like since since February, you know, totally. (laughs) Um, (laughs) How curious are you about other men? I mean, very, but I never do anything about it. Okay. Well, that's an honest answer, (laughs) but I, I think that's an important question to ask yourself. Right. So, Listen, I, it's a it's a tough situation, right? Because your biggest problem, it sounds like it's just the distance in this crazy world that we're living in nowadays. And if I'm hearing you right, there's no real specific uh, problem you have in the relationship with him. It's just like it's not normal not to see someone you're in a relationship with, you know, like sort of you guys being into like catfishing each other and pretending, you know, you're just fine with like these weird having someone. You do value things like touch and, and intimacy and and as a result of not having a real relationship with your boyfriend, you are naturally curious about other people, which that's just human nature, you know? Like, it doesn't really, you're in a tough position because it doesn't really mean anything negative about him or the relationship. It doesn't mean he isn't a great guy. Unfortunately, it doesn't even mean that he wouldn't be a great partner. 
you've made this choice to do this thing for yourself in your life, which is, you know, get this secondary education. And that's great that you did that, right? And life's full of sacrifices and choices. And you're just in this tough spot. So I guess you just have to ask yourself, like to answer your simple question, are you crazy? You're not crazy, but you, you maybe were a little naive at first about, um, and then part of it was like you couldn't plan for a pandemic about how challenging it was going to be to, you know, maintain this relationship. And things change. And as things change, we need to reevaluate our decisions. And uh, a couple ways you could yeah. look at it, you know, you could look at it kind of old traditional way. It's just like if you love someone, set it free and see if it comes again. Like it's just, you know, you could make the argument like I'm just listen. Maybe it's best that we take some time apart because we need maybe this is an opportunity for us to live our lives, you know, and grow as individuals and see if we still love each other at the end of it, you know. That takes a lot of maturity and a lot of boldness and a lot of risk, but it can work out, right? The good news is if you guys do decide to separate, because if you've listened to this podcast, you've heard me say things like, you know, I, I usually don't recommend getting back together with an ex or things like that, but that's only based off the premise that like you broke up for a reason because you fought, couldn't get along, you didn't, you know, you couldn't work through your issues as a couple. The only thing that's different now is that you forgot how bad it was and now you're bored enough to get back together. This is not what this is. This is having a mutual respect, love, you just miss them. And, and as a result of you living in a different country yeah. with different cultures and you are missing out on this experience that you've decided to do, right? Now you did it for a point of having a, an education, but there's other life benefits from like living in a culture of which you're like stopping yourself from enjoying. And the big question is, this could be a, a, a really big test for the relationship. You know, are you guys mature enough to recognize that you are human, that you are, you might love each other, but you, as humans, you would be attracted to other people, especially if you aren't getting it in other areas, then he can't give it to you. And so, you know, maybe you try <laughs> taking some time apart and giving each other permission to explore other people. You know, maybe you don't talk at all. Maybe you check in and, and may, in knowing that this thing will end when you get back together, would he, would he be, mature, be mature enough to to almost start over knowing that there is still a lot of love there. And, and you know what I'm saying? And I know I'm kind of rambling, but yeah, it all matters your perspective as I've, if, as I've gotten older, I, I make less of a deal about things that I feel like just don't matter. Things that I made a big deal about when I was younger, you know, uh, sexual partners, you know, about someone I dated before I was dating them and things like that, or, uh, if you guys do love each other and break up and there is a gap and maybe you guys meet some other people, but at the, in a year and a half, you're like, he's still the one you love and vice versa. Then that can really strengthen the relationship. If you guys choose to look at it that way, if he dates someone else and falls in love with them, then you have your answer anyways. Like you don't want to date someone and marry him just because you guys decided that he was going to be the one to get married. And it could be a really romantic and strengthening feeling to know that he dated for a year and a half, met some nice people, maybe hooked up, had some nice times. But at the end of the day, you're the one he just wanted to come back. And then when he got back, it was great. And vice versa. You made, you met some like great foreign guy who was sexy <laughs> and, and changed it up and it was fun. And it was great. And you had a time of your life and you'll never forget it. But like it, it's not him. And that makes you really appreciate each other. 
you know, but it does take a lot of maturity and it does take a lot of communication and he may not be able to handle it, but it sounds like what you're doing now is not necessarily sustainable and you know that and, and you're looking for permission to maybe make some moves that you weren't planning on making. <laughs> maybe. Um, it's funny as you were saying that I realized like I have this rule that I don't make a decision out of fear. Like I imagine, I imagine both like both decisions working out and then I pick because if you're afraid of something then it's like you can't actually not choose it you know I think that's but then a... I realize that when it comes to dating like I always make decisions out of fear well I think that's very insightful I mean for you to share and I think that's very self-aware of you and uh, you're right a lot of people are like you right it's a great idea to say I'm never going to make decisions out of fear I'm going to take two things equally and just a bet it on myself and then <laughs> And whichever ones I like, that's what I'm going to do. Easier said to do, in, you know, but listen, you're already ahead of the game to recognize that. Now you just have to challenge yourself to do yeah. it. And you're right. You are basing out of fear. Because in your perfect yeah. world, what I'm hearing is you guys take some time apart. You guys set each other free. You live your lives. And then in a year and a half, you come back. You get through whatever awkwardness of like owning up to what you guys did, knowing that you guys had the right and freedom to do it. And you still end up with each other. Meanwhile, you guys were able to live these kind of like fulfilling lives of as individuals and as individuals we want to have our own experiences and you guys deserve yeah. to have that and will and and that will like almost benefit your relationship with each other later on because you won't feel like you sacrifice too much for the relationship and for one another just because you were afraid to lose the other person right so now you just have to do it no it's 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 it also just brings up i think like i guess he's in many ways a little more traditional than i am um, well, that's that's something that you're going to, yeah. you know, right. have to deal with as a married couple if you marry them, right? <laughs> so yeah, that's true. I'm usually the like pusher of the envelope, you know. <laughs> this could be a way for him to loosen up those kind of reins, so to speak. So it's an imperfect situation, but you just have to <laughs> yeah. take the information and, and go you know with it and see what happens and you're right not be afraid to lose them and you might you might lose them out of this but yeah you know my guess is if you are then that's okay and you'll find some of the, i don't think you'll regret it one way or the other hmm. like if you you know what i'm saying if you if you make this call and he does find yeah. someone else then my guess is that you know he might not be your guy because you know, sometimes I think we all often forget that a marriage is a lifetime and you really have to be compatible about some of these really deeper things in order to have this relationship work for a whole lifetime. You know, you can't just be someone that you fell in love with when you were young and it seemed nice and he's your best friend mostly out of comfort and not knowing anything else. That doesn't really get you through it. But like if you're someone who's adventurous and likes to expand their comfort zone and and he's just not and no amount of like working with him is going to get there those are things that are going to come up in a, in a marriage down the road but in the meantime like something like this could really get him on you guys more on the same page when it comes to ultimately just being really confident with each other even though you guys aren't afraid to grow as individuals as well yeah so then like and then ultimately we would like be choosing each other, not 
just sort of remaining placeholders all this time. Well, that is a thing. Again, it just could like there's a huge risk, but there could be big reward. You guys could again do these things as individuals, come back in a year, and both be able to say to each other, "I choose you. I've done all this, and you are what I want to be with." And you are, and 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 boy, that could give you both of you a ton of confidence about each other. It just will require a ton of maturity. And again, there is a risk, but that that's the that's the goal. And it, it there's a good chance it won't work. Yeah. But if it does, then it's great. And if it doesn't, it's like it may not work out that. anyways. You know? Could be a resentment. You get back it's in a year cool and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I I was just gonna say it's cool to hear you say that because just it's like they're not a I feel like not maybe it's just my age, like guys in their twenties are kind of immature about that stuff, I think. Yeah. About totally. like even like imagining their girlfriend or whatever, like with someone else. Uh, 100. I think guys are, uh, you know, more to territorial in general, mm -hmm. but like, you know, men and women can both, both do it too. And also yeah. for, even though you're talking to them and FaceTiming every day, you guys are uh, growing as individuals more than you realize. And when you get back in town, it's still, <laughs> it will be an adjustment, so to speak. So there is no guarantee when you're back, it will work out because you've been apart so long and you are just, you know, maybe gr growing apart. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you're, I don't know. Yeah, it, like it's, yeah. it seems it's an impossible situation. And for me, if I, if you were to ask what I would do, I would go the route of, of, maybe taking some time apart because there's still risk either way, but at least with the time apart, there's a chance to like get things out of your system no, for sure. and not build no, up resentment sure. and loneliness and just kind of be miserable. And then, you know, um, celibate. Yeah. So I think the, that option is a chance for a lot of maturity and growth as individuals and the, you know, just being celibate and lonely and bored because is sounds nice, but there's just, I feel a lot of like residual uh, resentment and baggage that could come from it. Yeah. It's a long time. And I've like, I've, I always say with like long distance and I, I think I've heard you say the same thing that it really works when you have an end date, when you don't have an end date, it just, it's yeah. No, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's not it's a, pra it's not a practical situation. So, no. Um, I, I, yeah. You have my permission to break up. <laughs> you know, if that's what you're looking for. Um, there's, yeah, it's a tough situation, but this, you know, it could be a great thing. Yeah. And if if you bring this up and he handles it so poorly, that's a sign. You know, and it yeah. sounds like you predict that. Like, I do. <laughs> so my guess is like there is some, you guys aren't on the same wavelength in terms of how you see the world relationships and your maturity level. And this could be an opportunity for him to grow. You're just like, it's just not practical. And like, I, and if he doesn't see that, he might someday, he, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And it's like, no, I just keep like, as you're talking about it and I'm imagining it, I like 
feel I like I'm afraid of him reacting more than I'm afraid of 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 like the outcome. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that, but that's 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 a sign. <laughs> and I'm realizing that that's the I know that's something, know. right? Um, yeah, that that's the reaction I'm having. But you're gonna like have to dominant emotion. You're is gonna like, have to do that and then see how it goes. But that is something to not ignore, and it doesn't make him a bad guy or like a. Just okay. means that he's he's feeling a little helpless and probably lacks any control and like. You know, here you are in this new country, and whether it's true or not, he's going to be like, she's got all these new guys going for her, and he's just like probably in the same boring world that he sees as same and boring, but he likes. But you know what I'm saying? He's going to create his own version of what the reality is, but whether that's true or not. And uh, how old is he? Yeah, um, twenty nine. Okay, so he's not that young. So he should, he, mm-hmm. yeah. I'll be 27 next week. So. But yeah, he should be able to, ha- you know, I don't know. You made these choices and now you have to work with the choices you've made. And I'm not saying that to yeah. make you feel like it's a bad thing. You made them for a good reason. It doesn't sound like you regret those choices. You're just struggling with the situation mm-hmm. you find yourself in. And it's hard too because it's like it's hard not to feel some guilt like there's a worldwide pandemic and like I can't get over not having sex, you know, but it's like, you're still yourself and you're still a person. I think you're allowed to want to get laid. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, a long time. Yeah. So you're not a bad person. I feel like there's a part of this. You're just like, am I an asshole if I break out of them? Cause I want to get some dick. Uh, and you're not, you're not. Um, but just, cut the cord sooner than later and uh, be as honest with him as possible. See how he handles it. Yeah. No, I think some sort of plan is necessary because you're right. It's not worth it. My advice, like don't make, if you got, if you're going to take some time, set him free, whether he wants to be set free or not, don't develop this plan of how to get back together. Okay. (laughs) You know, and I get you're like, you know, you want to, I don't know. It's tough. You're in a tough situation. Just, you know, I, I usually don't like to operate with like, Oh, well, there's exceptions to every, this is an exception to, this is a kind yeah, of untraditional anyway. situation. And yeah, but like in most Definitely. cases, there are things about this relationship, regardless of the situation you find yourself in that I think probably should be addressed that you would most otherwise ignore because it wouldn't come up in this situation you find yourself in is bringing up things like you guys aren't really on the same wavelength in terms of your maturity level and independence. And that's just because your guys are living two different lives. Yeah, no, it's a good point. And it's like, it, it's always a risk of spending a lot of time apart, right? It's like, you don't share the same experiences. You meet different people, you have different points of reference and yeah, you just, don't plan quite this much time apart. <laughs> yeah, well, what are you going to do? Uh, but yeah, I think that's uh, it's a tough situation, yeah. but I think you're going to be off. It, it yeah. sounds like you know what you want and need to do. You just have to figure out how to do it. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't need to tell them that you want to get laid, but you just, just, it's, uh, you guys are better off even if it's for to have each other, if you're able to live your lives outside of the relationship shouldn't be that much sacrifice. 
So. Yeah. I know. I remember my, like my mom once said to me, she's like, if you don't have a lease and you don't have a child, you should just be having fun. That's it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, okay, listen, mom, some, but... some of you said about, <laughs> yeah, we. But it's like, you don't expect this stuff to happen. And... You're doing it. Listen, I think it's great that yeah. you took this time of your life to do things for yourself. And uh, yeah. I think that's, that's pro it's definitely, I, I wouldn't regret that. And if he's the guy for you, you guys will figure out a way to make it work. Yeah. So, all right. Okay. All right. Well, best Thank of you. luck. I appreciate it. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Well, what a, a wonderful episode. I loved how our, our first two callers um, really yeah. highlighted how awesome I am at giving advice. <laughs> Well, it was like I, I hope yeah. I hope who what was our first caller's name? Um, oh crap, I first caller, make sure you listen to the second caller Betty. to understand. No, Betty was her. Oh yeah, Barbara. Barbara, you're gonna you're fucking with Betty. You're fucking with Betty, and and your Betty deserves better. Your future Betty. Yeah, because Barbara, just so you know. I don't think you're going to end up with this dude. Yeah. And you're going to find your Betty and you should want to focus on your Betty. Yeah. Because you're going to hurt Betty otherwise. Yeah. And saying that if Betty doesn't want to put up with your bullshit, he's not your person. Yeah. It's a little that, selfish. That wasn't even planned. Like Barbara's question was a little bit different and then it just kind of ended up being that way. So um, you never know how things are going to go on us, Nick. But you got to be honest with yourselves. Yeah. You know. I guess that's the big takeaway. I, you know, and I've said this in different verses, different ways. Stop making these grand statements about the le rest of your life and how they're going to play out when you don't fucking know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I understand like when you get married, you have these vows, you make these promises. Fine. That's marriage. But even then, just because you say that you have to do things to make that work and you have yeah. to make choices every day. And I'm apparent you choose to be together with someone every day yeah. or you choose not to be. We'll always be friends. Well, it's a lifelong. I commitment. said that in sec. You know, it's what you say to each other in second yeah. grade or fifth grade. I mean, you think that way so much about know, nice. as you grow up. It sounds nice, but things. Just and then don't we work like as adults way. try to like fulfill these promises. Yeah, and we make and, and we hurt people along the way. Yeah. Thanks for sending in your questions. Yes. Keep sending them in. Ask Nick at castmedia.com. Cast with a K. Uh, don't forget to rate us five stars. We'll see you tomorrow for some Bachelor recap. And on Wednesday, we have a very fun and wonderful, powerful episode with a uh, very charming, very insightful life coach, hypnotist, uh, talking about our relationship with ourselves and the importance of making sure we have a healthy relationship with ourselves yeah. before we can truly have a healthy relationship with anyone else. I hope you guys tune in for that. And uh, until then, we'll see you next time.